Hi, I'm Lou, co-host of Earrings Off. Before we jump into today's episode, please take a minute and go to www.eventbrite.com, search for Earrings Off, and purchase your ticket to our anniversary conference. Or just go to our website, which has a link to purchase your ticket. Don't put it off. At the conference, Roshana Price will tell you how to unleash your awesomeness. NBC anchor Jasmine Turner will lead a discussion with a distinguished panel on self-care. And our very own Teresa, the other Earrings Off co-host and natural health guru, will talk to you about the impact nutrition has on our health. We will have COVID-19 safety protocols in place. Teresa and I are working hard to make sure this conference feeds your soul. It will definitely be a time of replenishment. The conference is Saturday, October 16th at 9 a.m. Get your ticket, then come back and listen to today's episode featuring lifestyle coach Jenny Toe. Your day is getting better already. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Okay, today, Teresa and I are with Jenny Toe, who is the Director of River Life Coaching, and we are excited to have her with us today. We're going to jump right in, Jenny. Again, thank you for joining us. So, thank you for having me, Lou and yeah. Teresa. Great. So now, Jenny, you yeah. are a trained lawyer who decided to become a certified life coach. So you describe yourself as an introverted Christian life coach. So help us understand, what does that mean? Okay. Um, interesting question that you should ask. Um, I'm a Christian. So um, the fact that I put there as a Christian uh, life coach for introverts is because I'm a Christian firstly, and I'm also an introvert. Okay. So I thought that I would be best placed to uh, coach like-minded individuals. Of course, I coach uh, a variety of people. Mm-hmm. So as uh, this is just the second year of my business, I am open to coaching everyone. But I find that I can understand introverts better I also coach people of different faiths, but uh, I can understand introverts better and and those who share the same faith similarly, because that's my life. Right, right. So Jenny, um, walk us through um, the change from lawyer to life coach. Was there a pivotal, pivotal moment? Um, How, how did you find your purpose? 
Well, I was first bitten by the coaching bug back in 2015 when I was working in an organization as a mid-level manager. So they put the managers through a two-day crash course coaching program simply because they want us to be better managers. Mm -hmm. So that was when I first okay. learned coaching. But of course, that, that is not enough to be a certified life coach. Um, the interest started then, but I pushed it aside because I have a full-time job with three children at home as well. So I was oh, thinking, okay, okay let's just, just keep this as a hobby, right? Yeah. So, so being a, a believer, um, I had this prompting all throughout those years uh, that I am meant to do this, but I pushed it aside. I, I pushed aside God calling me into this because I told God, I don't have time. Are you crazy? You know, I can't <laughs> give up my stable job for this, right? So it was the pivotal moment, uh, Teresa, was in December 2018, you know, Christmas, everyone's a bit more reflective. And that's like three years after I was first exposed to coaching. I told my husband, I can't shake this feeling anymore. It's almost to the point that it's so uncomfortable that every day I feel that wow. I'm meant to do something. I'm meant wow. to, to take on right. coaching. I couldn't right. shake it off. So, so being a lawyer, I'm very practical, very intellectual. Yeah. It's a struggle. So we prayed a lot and we discussed and my husband's like, okay, what is coaching all about? <laughs> you know, so yeah. I had to get him on board mm -hmm. as well because as you know, in a marriage, that's a partnership. You can't, you can't just go run Absolutely. up and do your own thing. Yeah. Right. So I, I took that leap of faith, started my one-year coach training program, which is recognized by International Coaching Federation. So it's a global body that sets high standards for coaches. So it's quite a stringent uh, training program as well. And, and I did the program virtually. So this was before COVID. The school yeah. was based in Australia. They've got a global uh, student base. My classes were based on Eastern Standard Time. So I understand the yeah. difficulty wow. in time zones. I was taking classes very early in the morning and late at night. And while I was doing the, the classes and training, um, God called me to get serious about it and to start a business. So I told God, all right, I will. So I planned, you know, financial year was to be starting in April 2020. Didn't know what was going to hit us yeah. in March 2020. Yeah. And then, you know, when we, when we all went through COVID, I asked God, do I still go ahead? And I reflected, I waited so long, right? If I had stepped into my calling in 2015, wow, my, my business would have been a few years. So, I mean, part of me feels like, am I catching up here? But no, I'm trusting that this is the right time for where I'm meant to be. Yeah. And yes, wow. so this is my journey. Yeah. But, but yeah. Jenny, let me follow up on that a little bit because you said that you felt like this was your calling and it just, you know, just could not get away from it. So were you just being, no matter what you were doing, where you were in your life, you just felt like there was this constant nudging that you're not doing what you should be doing, or, you know, you're not fulfilling your purpose because you're to go into coaching. Is that sort of what you were going through during that period when you weren't um, stepping out into coaching? Yeah, so I would describe it uh, as I did in my website that something was missing. Things were going well at work. You know, I was managing yeah. a team, so mm -hmm. everything was fine. On, on the home front, the kids are happy mm -hmm. and there's, there's no uh, issues mm -hmm. at home. But yeah, there's this thing, this sort of like emptiness, something's missing. And mm -hmm. then when I prayed about it, you know, God told me, I want you to go into coaching. So why are you holding back? You know, it's just mm -hmm. that feeling. At first yeah. I was thinking, okay, maybe it's just my whim to, to have it, this interest, right? Uh -huh. um, but then when I further reflected and prayed about it, I felt this sense of grief uh, if I didn't, if I, I told myself, okay, I'm not going to do this. 
I'm not going to go into coaching. I'm not going to study. I'm not going to start a business. I felt this sense of grief and that puzzled me. I, it's like I'm losing something I never had in the first place. So where is wow. this grief coming from? So oh. I believe that conviction was so yeah. strong. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jenny, thank you for sharing that. Um, okay. In the world today, particularly in, in American society, being an, an introvert is almost, it's sort of seen as less than or inferior or people make you feel like there's something wrong with it, but you, you readily describe yourself as an introvert. So how did you come to not seeing being an introvert as a negative or did you ever feel that being one was any type was negative? Yeah, so so people have a misconception that introverts are shy. But yes, there there is uh, that that generalization that introverts are also naturally shy because we're more quiet and and mm-hmm. we are more reflective. We we need a lot of time to think. But actually, the the definition of introverts as opposed to extroverts, as I see it, is where we get our energy. So for introverts, we get our energy by going within. So we need time to recharge and refresh by being by ourselves to think, to reflect, to wind down. Whereas for extroverts, it doesn't mean that uh, extroverts have to be with thousands of people. But like if they go to a party, and I notice my friends doing this, after the party, they need to still hang out with one or two or close (laughs) friends and Mm -hmm. have the conversation throughout the night. Whereas for me, I'm like, okay, three hours. I love you guys, but I got to go. (laughs) So so that's the the difference. And early on in my legal career, when I was a trial attorney, I I felt uh, in a way a bit ostracized as an introvert because after the court hearing, the lawyers would gather around mm-hmm. and go for coffee or go for drinks. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm done because I've spoken a lot yeah. for the yeah. rest of the, the whole yeah. day. So I'm done. And I felt like, oh, am I, I questioned myself, am I not being sociable? Is something wrong with me? That time I didn't quite understand what introversion means. So now I know it's because my energy has been totally depleted by hanging out with people. Yeah. I mean, I love talking to you ladies yeah. here. Yeah. But after this, I probably need 10, 15 minutes just yeah. to be by myself to recharge and then I can go at it again. So, so that's how I view the difference between introverts and extroverts. Okay. So when I coach my clients who are introverts who feel this, I assure them there's nothing wrong with you. So if you need to give a presentation, make sure you have your energy up you know, spending time by yourself before the presentation and after, you know, uh, if you need to mingle around, that's fine. But after that, you know, do allow your side time to refresh as well. So that's, there's nothing wrong. It's just the way uh, we get recharged and refreshed. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Well, yeah. And I have a follow-up to that, um, Jenny. So in the example you shared about after or having a long day in court, right? And getting together possibly for coffee or drinks afterwards. So when you when you need that time to recharge, how do your colleagues find it? What what do they feel about it? And how do they respond to it? And does that impact you? Did that impact you at all? So, so when I was younger and I didn't quite understand what an introvert is, uh, they, they thought I was not sociable. They're like, okay, let's not invite okay. Jenny because most of the time she will say no. And I realized that didn't help me personally and also professionally because, you know, when you're at the workplace, mm-hmm. you need to show up. So I didn't deal mm-hmm. with it very well then. and I wish I had a mentor who, who understood introversion. Yeah. So nowadays when I tell yeah. my clients who are introverts, if they really need to socialize, 
in their minds tell themselves, I will give myself X number of you know, minutes or hours. So after the, the meeting, if you need to go out for drinks, give yourself an hour if, if that's what you're comfortable with. And just tell yourself, okay, I will be here for an hour. And after that, you know, I, I can go. So, so find what's your comfort zone to do and then stretch yourself out a bit more. So I'm not saying you stay for four hours into the night, but if you can tell yourself mentally, be prepared. So for introverts, we like to think, we like to plan. So we prepare even for social gatherings. So prepare yourself. I'm going to be out with my friends for another hour. And after that, what am I going to give myself as a treat? So some people say, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to like, you know, lie down in bed with a good book. And you have that vision of rewarding yourself introversion style. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Wow. Okay. Right, right. I like that. Like yeah. that. So what are some, what issues are fairly common among introverted persons? Are there common traits or characteristics that people like me, an extrovert, should look for to determine if someone is introverted? So in, in the professional uh, setup, I know all of us are working remotely. So that's even a, a bigger struggle. So let's talk about the, the traditional set, professional office setup. So in a meeting, when you're face-to-face, introverts tend to hold back. I've uh, coached clients okay. who say that I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm not ready to voice my thoughts out because mm-hmm. I feel that they're not ready to be heard. So that's what an introvert would do. Whereas, example, uh, Teresa, you being an extrovert, you have a good thought, it comes out because you get <laughs> energized when your idea is being shared and people talk about it. But for an introvert, they need to be really sure that their idea is good enough to be shared. So she's, she told me, this particular client said, that the moment always passes when, when she's ready to share because people like extroverts and those who are more outgoing have already spoken on other things. So she feel that, okay, that the moment has passed. So a lot of times uh, these employees who are introverts get uh, feedback from your managers to say, you need to speak up more. Mm-hmm. You need to be more visible. You need to network. Right. So it's painful for that. So how I coach them is to find ways that they are comfortable yes there is that need to stretch because you know for all of us to grow we need to stretch ourselves but let's start with small steps Mm -hmm. so i i told this particular client in this example say pick two topics that you're very confident with like you know really prepare so you know your meeting agenda in advance really prepare for it and just tell yourself you know when the time comes just go with Mm these two topics that you're really confident with so there's a lot of prep work to be done right and as for managers to look out for the different dynamics. I think managers nowadays are definitely more aware of the different types of personality mm-hmm. and strengths and weaknesses. So it's for the managers to, in a way, call out the introverts, but of course, in a, in a gentle, engaging manner, like, you know, Teresa, what's your view on this? So it's like opening up, then the introvert will share. Because if everyone's uh, talking in the moment, an introvert like myself, I, I wouldn't. It would take a lot out of me to, to put myself out. Yeah. And I always leave this question to my clients, actually to my kids as well, because my kids are introvert. I tell them, if this matter is, is important enough for you, how will you feel if you don't put it out there? So for, for my kids, they feel that if it's like not that important, then they say, okay, mom, it's fine. I don't have to say this to my teacher. But there are times when they say, if I don't say it, I, I, can't, I can't take it. I need to say it. And that gives them the courage. So, so ask yourself, is this important enough for me to put myself out there to say something. So it takes practice uh, to to gauge how important it is because in a way, introverts are even more careful in picking their battles. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Well, yeah. yeah, very much so. So, um, Jenny, when a client hires you, what generally are they hoping to accomplish or master? What's their goal? Quite a lot of them come to me uh, for a career transition or a transition in their um, current phase of life. So I have uh, younger women who are going to start a family. And at the same time, they also want that promotion. So a lot of changes. So uh, they come to me in a way um, because I need to explain the difference between coaching and mentoring. So probably the first interest that uh, they they saw in my website and all that is like, oh, okay, Jenny's been through what I'm going through now. I can come to her for advice. So I share with my clients, yes, that is the aspect of mentoring. I mean, I can offer you my my life experiences, but in coaching for it to be effective, you need to come up with the solutions yourself, relying on your inner resources and strength. So coaching provides this platform where you can share openly in in a safe, non-judgmental space. And I also always tell them, I'm not in your life, Lou and Teresa, so I don't know who the people are in your Mm -hmm. life. So there's no way I can Mm -hmm. tell them. Anyway, uh, a coaching session is confidential. It's only between the coach and the client. So when they come to me, I and a lot of times when you're in transition, you want to know what's your purpose, what's the greater purpose in all mm-hmm. this uh, that's happening because you're overwhelmed and you're stressed. So I take my clients through discovering mm-hmm. what their purpose are and, and to have their purpose aligned with their values. And from there to, to chart whatever small steps in order to reach their, their bigger goal. Mm, okay. Wow. Okay. So Jenny, can you tell us what makes life meaningful for you? Um, well, my faith in God and also my kids. So I, I have three kids yeah. and I'm very passionate about my family. And yes, um, I remember when I was training to be a coach in 2019, my youngest daughter, who was seven then, uh, she asked me, mommy, do you love coaching more than me? And that hit me because one thing I'm pleased because she can see the passion. They can see that, you know, the her mom mm-hmm. is so passionate about coaching, but that also was like a wake up call for me. Like yeah. I'm so passionate in pursuing something that this little girl feels that mommy may love coaching more than me. Right. Of right. course, now she understands and I like to role model, you know, what it is to have a, a full life and yet, you know, be still having that time to spend right. with the people you matter. So what's, what's meaningful about life for me, I'm pursuing what I think is my higher uh, calling right now. And, and that's giving me a lot of joy. It's hard work. As, as you know, in starting yeah. a business, running a business, it's hard work, mm-hmm. but it gives me that joy. And I am also very joyful because I see my kids growing up to very, be very strong uh, individuals themselves. And, and that's my legacy. So what practical tips can you offer on building mental fitness for our listeners? So if you think about mental fitness, a lot of people don't quite understand what that means, right? Is it suppressing your feelings? Is it being strong and tough? No, think about it as physical fitness. So you set a goal and uh, for a physical goal, right? So if you want to run a marathon, what do you do? You train, you mm-hmm. have a routine, you are disciplined and, and you build up on it day by day. So mental fitness for me is the ability to look at the circumstances in your life with a positive and resilient mindset as opposed to a negative one. There's mm-hmm. so much negativity in the world so yeah. i'm not saying you go around smiling 24 hours that's not human yeah. but um <laughs> yeah. when, when something happens so, so for example uh if you are 
like today, like I told you, I was having some problems with Zoom, right? So mm-hmm. if right. I am not mentally fit, I'll be freaking out. I'll be coming in and trying to log in and I can't get in and I get all stressed that my body gets tense up. So if you're mentally fit and strong, you're able to say, okay, my Zoom doesn't seem to be working right now. What shall I do? So yeah. you are able to calm yourself down. And I take breath exercises. So, so do what you mm-hmm. feel comfortable to do. You don't have to go into a yoga pose right away. But the main thing is to identify in your body when you feel stress. So for me, I feel it in my shoulder. So I can feel that. Then that's like an alert to tell me, okay, Jenny, you're starting to get stressed and anxious. So being mentally fit, you recognize the triggers in your physical body to be able to use that as a signal to stop mm-hmm. and to calm yourself down. So actually, when my Zoom was loading, I was about to drop you two ladies a nice email to say, <laughs> I might be running late. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the Zoom opened. And I, as you can see, as I come yeah. in, uh, I'm, I'm still calm and, and happy but if I had let that stress and anxiety hijack me uh, I think you know my, my demeanor would be quite different so that's just a simple illustration yeah. of what it is to be mentally fit I get that well well uh, Jenny I have to say I can appreciate that because when I tried to get on earlier I too was having problems and I sent Teresa a text and she was firing text one right after the other I couldn't even check of what I was doing or she just kept firing them and I was thinking Calm down, Teresa. You're stressing me out. <laughs> Let me figure out what's going on. So that's our true story. Jenny, I wish yes. she had talked to you earlier yes, yes. and gotten that point. Yes. All, all of us yes. should have like taken deep yes. breaths and say, okay, yes. this is not within our control. So I also tell my clients, yes, you're feeling stressed and all that, but can you yeah. center on something that's within your control? So like, yeah. like Teresa, what you did that was within your control was sending the text, right? And, and she was me, stressing was thinking, me out. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? She didn't have to put me out there like that, though. It's a simple tip that your listeners can. Sorry, a simple tip that your listeners can go away is first identify what's causing the stress, and then taking that right? step back to yeah. see that you know what is still within my control. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's right, good. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jenny, you share the following quote from Mother Teresa. Some people come into your lives as blessings. Some come into your life as lessons. Can you share a bit about the importance of having the right perspective or assessment as we make decisions in our lives? Well, naturally, we cannot be friends with everyone, right? So in the workplace, I'm sure, or out there as business owners, I'm sure that all of you have come across difficult customers or difficult employers. And at that point in time, your life is made miserable by, by their presence. But again, if you take this uh, step back and be more reflective you will find that there are lessons for you to learn in those relationships maybe if you're mm-hmm. dealing with a difficult person is to grow your strength of patience so yeah. I, I admit I am impatient right. so yeah. I think God has put a lot of difficult people <laughs> in my life to grow mine too <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps he wants to, yeah. and for non-believers uh, you can view it like what are the strengths uh, personal soft skills that I want that, that I need to develop here so it could be empathy you know, or you you may I, I coached a, a manager the other day who said that people told me I'm too impatient with them, I don't listen. So he wants to grow his listening skills. So when, when you have difficult relationships with people who are not the same as, as you, uh, see 
what you can learn from here. What strength am I supposed to increase or what areas of weakness that you know, I, I now need to look at and, and yeah. see it from mm-hmm. there? You've certainly shared a lot of great information, but I wanted to ask you, do you have um, something you want to share with our listeners in passing um, that you feel might be a benefit? Any advice or insights you care to share before we wrap up today? Sure, Lou. Um, I was thinking about this and also uh, it's also very relevant to myself because we are all very busy. And uh, and now the fact that we're connecting virtually from the comforts of of our home, we don't take time out for ourselves. So we are all multitasking Mm. and we are all always on the go. So I would encourage your listeners and also a a reminder to myself to actually slow down and, and take that time to take care of myself. So I know a lot of people say, oh, don't have time for self-care right that's a luxury you got to be nuts with my schedule my idea of self-care is just pausing taking that five ten minutes out to do something that gives you joy so for me it's a simple hot cup of coffee in the morning I'm smiling as I'm thinking about it (laughs) just really enjoying the aroma and and the, the heat from the cup so when you're doing all that, in a way, you're being very mindful and present and, and you're not thinking that five, 10 yeah. minutes, you're not thinking about your day ahead. And once you come back and you tend to your busy day, you find that, you know, you're more centered because you took that five, 10 minutes out. And I would encourage your listeners uh, to find pockets of time throughout the day to take breaks, uh, especially when we are always doing this kind of virtual meetings to take yeah. breaks in between to get recharged, you'll find that your day flows better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome advice. It is. And um, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, again, we wish you the very best with your business, uh, River Life Coaching. We see why you're successful and why your clients come to you. So we, we offer you sincere thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Lou and Teresa. I really enjoyed it too. All right. Take good care.